0: You are listening to the Coaches Ed Podcast exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Jess Nash, the Director of Coaching with Rush Wisconsin and member of the Rush Female Coaches Alliance. I'm thrilled to have Tony Land as our guest on today's show. Tony is from Colorado Rush. She's a Rush alum. She was a Rush mentee in the Rush mentor, uh, Coaching Mentor Program. She's also a member of the Rush Female Coaches Alliance. But most of all, she's awesome, energetic, and a fun person. Thanks so much for joining us, Tony. How are you today? I'm great. Well, I'm
1: happy to be here, and I'm happy to be part of this. And I'm doing
0: well. Beautiful day out here in Colorado. Good. That's awesome to hear. So, um, you know, Pablo, uh, the coaching director for Rush National, asked me to uh, host host you. and, And this is my first time running a podcast so bear with me we're doing this together but once you told me that I'd be interviewing you I said you know what I can't figure out a better person to interview than than Tony as my first go at a podcast so thanks so much for being here as our guest and so why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, as a person as a player as a coach wherever you want to start
1: great um so I guess we'll we'll jump into more just who I am. So I I'm pretty much known as Tony across <laughs> the rough Soccer world, but my name is Antonia. Uh, I grew up in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. I have three siblings: two older brothers and one younger sister. And I actually a big piece of my life that just happened, and now my best friend is I adopted a dog, his name is Raja, and so he's this white-furred, blue-eyed Husky, Siberian Husky, so he's been a a huge asset to my life. Um, And then I guess as a player, I started at three years old. I think pretty much every story starts at that age, but um, grew up playing for just local clubs, started then at Colorado Rush at U11, So that brings into the Rush alumni stance. Mm -hmm. Played until 18, and then I went off to a smaller Division I school, the University of Louisiana at Monroe, and played out there. For just three years, I ended up redshirting one of those years, and then came back home after I graduated, and then started coaching at a local club, just more of a, as a favor, actually, and it's kind of a fun story, is I didn't really know necessarily what direction I wanted to go, going back to school or whatnot, and then I was coaching at the Wheat Ridge Avalanche, and I ended up coaching against Nick Penn, so the executive director at Rush Soccer, and he ended up calling Tim Schultz and said, hey, we got to get her on board, and so next thing I know, I'm going to interview with the youth girls director at Colorado Rush and <laughs> full-time <laughs> employee so it kind of made a full circle pretty quickly once I returned back home
0: no kidding wow awesome um so let's let's dig a little bit deeper into uh your playing well first of all two older brothers i bet that helped uh your competitiveness i'm sure
1: yes very
0: <laughs> <much>. <laughs> do they also play soccer uh, they did
1: until about eighth grade and then, but they were football, basketball, and baseball. So. Gotcha. Some had to conflict with soccer, but my, um, my sec, the one that's older than me, Charlie, he ended up being the kicker for football. So kind of soccer came into it in some way.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so in your rush uh, youth playing career, Um, You actually were coached by the Rush founder, president, CEO, Tim. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. From U13 to U18. uh,
1: He had a little off periods just when he was building the Rush brand around the world. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, pretty consistent coach there that I was fortunate to have him take part in my career.
0: Yeah, and so, um, and you also played alongside Lindsey Hiran. He, uh, Tim, coached both of you guys uh, throughout your guys' uh, youth careers. Can you go into a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit more about having Tim as a coach, playing with Lindsey, and your, your youth career there? Definitely.
1: And that's kind of what's funny is anytime I do get introduced, that's kind of my MO that I played. <laughs> and Tim was my coach. So it's, it's become a little bit of my identity. So I'm familiar with this question, but um, oh, wow. What can I express about Tim is, is just passion. He instilled so much passion on every minute of every day that he was around us. And I think having a leader, within the group and to lead a team like that was just so special and I can even reflect on one of my favorite memories we were we won regionals and and all the rush chants that we do now with the kids we were doing for probably an hour after we won <laughs> the whole fields are getting cleared out people are like hey let's go we got to do the ceremonies we're probably going to miss our flag back home and and we're just going crazy and it just because he just loves the game so much and he loves the players and and that enjoyment is something really special that I've experienced with him and then Lindsay I mean unbelievable player as everybody now can watch her on TV but even growing up just uh, her ability at times you would want to just sit and watch the way she would take players on or just do so much up top that that it was I was fortunate to play with her as well, and then to be good friends is just a cherry on top so to know her personally and and to still have a continued relationship with her is is really great
0: that's awesome. I can only imagine um so taking that uh passion that you felt from Tim as a coach and and learning about you know rush core values and and the rush chance and all of that so how do you? How do you take that uh, into your coaching now? A great question. And
1: I think overall, just being on the field with the kids is, is really great. And something, um, I guess I can't really put into words, like just that experience is, is untouchable when you see a kid really develop or, or you see them, just into the cheers and into the rush culture and, and really believing what we're putting out, I think is, is part of Tim's overall vision of what he wants to see that rush mean to everybody. So I guess that would be probably, it's just actually instilling the culture and then seeing it take place with all the players that we have around, not only the country, but the world.
0: Definitely. Um, you know, I've had a I've had a great opportunity to uh go through the coaching mentor program alongside you. We were mentees in the same year and uh through that experience we got to do some pretty fun stuff together. Um not only just having a, a mentor within Rush, um, but also going to Rush Fest and having opportunities to coach and you know, one of the things that I noticed when I first met you is that you your ability to um, talk to uh, little kids and be passionate about the game and then talk to the DA player, the girls team in the in the DA and motivate them, not just about what was happening in the game, but uh, speaking to them on an individual level about um, things that they needed to work on individually. I thought that was just something that I, I took away from getting to know you as a coach. And um, so I can definitely see that passion you share. And it, it it's not just with a specific level or age. Um, I think you carry that passion through your entire coaching uh, style. So kind of going alongside that, can you tell me a little bit about um, your coaching philosophy? And then we'll kind of touch on your experience in the mentor program after that, if you don't mind. Great and um i appreciate
1: that those are those are kind words that you said and just going into i guess a philosophy outside of a lot of the the rush philosophies that i do believe in and and they're easy to relay onto any team or individual that that i come in contact with but i think the main thing that i always like to put forth is is players need to step on the field or approach an event or any training session and bring the controllables. Every time I, I step on the field, I can control my work ethic. I can control my effort. I can control um, my coachability, which then would be, how can I take in information and implement it? Or if I don't understand, can I ask questions? So I guess that would be majority of, of what I, I bring, I guess, each time I, I coach is, are you controlling the controllables? Because outside of that, now it becomes development or how much time I spend with the ball and, and different things of those sorts. But every time you step on the field, you can uh, do those little things that can make you a great player just to start.
0: I love that. Love that. Um definitely i think that's that's something that i i strongly believe in as well is controlling the controllables i mean as long as you're bringing in a, a positive attitude and effort um and you're keeping open minds you can there's no stopping what you can learn how you can how much you can grow um Great. so i i love that um and just to touch on that i love that you said
1: learn because every time they step on the field it could be anything it could be something tiny it could even be something that was said to a different player that you can actually take in so i think if if players are really just a sponge during those environments then then they can they can become better every single day
0: yeah that's even coaches as well right oh 100% yeah um you know in uh, the last podcast with mercy she was talking about being uh humble um and having a humility and stepping out on the field um not just as a player, but as a coach, because once you're you're no longer humble, you you uh, you kind of stop your own ability to learn and grow. So I think I think that kind of ties into what you're saying. Um, yeah, I really. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of of learning and growing, um, you went through the Rush National Coaching Mentor Program. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what that program is and who your mentor was and what kind of things you, you got out of that program? Yeah, no problem. Um, My mentor was Andy Machen. And
1: just as I I mentioned to being fortunate enough to have Tim coach me, Tim being in Colorado, he's just a constant mentor. And then um, I want to just go a little bit deeper as well, because as you mentioned, we're at Rush Select, but we also, or sorry, Rush Fest. But then we also could were able to attend Rush Select, and I think there you find so many mentors and and so I, I think that program just almost flows into everything where you can be educated on on all platforms. And I guess just to describe the program, it it is a, uh, I guess. Not nomination process, but you have to request to be part of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yep. Yes. So it's it's a pretty prestige program to get involved, but then uh, just trying to get us around other coaches and see how they work. So Andy Machen was from Washington. So just seeing and having those different discussions on maybe him being on the boy side, how we approach things differently, boys and girls or or just overall information, or maybe all the programs that they implement, just anything. I mean, you can address all questions with anybody in this Russian industry, how they do tryouts, how they've even ran through this COVID. So I think you also create those relationships from this mentor program, which is, um, I mean, brings so much value to you as a, as a director, just within your career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um you know, it 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 is like a 9-month program and um as you mentioned, you're paired with with a, a mentor that you connect with and your own schedule um and there's like some webinars and, and such um but what was one main takeaway from your experience with being involved in the Rush National Select um, tournaments and and team selection and trips that you were involved with there.
1: Great, and and that's, I can even say that it's been furthered. So outside of the mentee program, I did um, jump on as the assistant with the O3s and just any helpful tryouts that I could attend to. I mean, as you know, the experience is just one of, one of kind, uh, the conversations you have to see these top players around the nation, be able to participate and play together. You just see that the style across the board is followed and, and rush players are differently, whether it's technically and tactically. And then, um, the staff is my favorite, but we go into PDT and, oh just the events i mean i can't say enough of just how much it makes me smile and and how grateful i'm part of the program and and it is one of my favorite programs because it's so different than what anybody else can offer and then going either further into that the another benefit is the international trips that that they've included which i think gives a kid a unparalleled experience to to go overseas and see Different cultures of the game and and everything along those lines as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty uh, amazing experience for for those athletes to to get to participate with kids from all over the world. Um, but kind of going alongside of that, um, you know, you're currently at Colorado Rush, and can you describe your role there right now? I know you were part of the DA prior, but uh, you know, since there's been some shifts with the U.S. Soccer DA, um, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing now and um, what teams you're coaching?
1: Yes. Um, so I have been the youth girls director for the past two years. So I oversee players from U11 to U14 on the girls side. I currently coach the 2008 top team. So 2008 Academy now moving into U13 And then the 2010 uh, will be Academy Blue, which will be the top team as well, moving into U11. So that's exciting. And so from the shift from the Development Academy, we now have been presented and lucky to take part in the Girls Academy. So it's almost with 80% of the same teams that were part of the Girls Academy, and now a league is is separated into the different sections of the nation. So we're going to be in the Frontier Conference that that competes in a league that that goes throughout the spring and fall season. So um, pretty elite and prestigious that we're excited to take part in it and, and just be part of, of the start and see everything that it brings to our players and our club and even for affiliate players around our different rush branches too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was reading that there are some adjustments from uh, from the former league to this league in that, you know, some of the, the high school rule is no longer there and some of the substitution rules have changed. Um, are you excited about that? Or did you like the former rules? Um, I think U.S. soccer created a
1: very elite environment, which is huge. The 10-month the 10 month season plus the 3 to 4 mandated training sessions a week and just everything that they did want each club to show it it just was an elite environment um then moving into the girls academy i think it is important for the girls to experience these other things which is high school as as whether it, it may not be the most competitive soccer environment the social aspect is huge and and just that involvement in their schools is is a big part of even just growing up, right? As you know, like that that's a fun experience for them. And then the subbing, this it this helps staff a lot. Just coming to showcases where players want to have that exposure to college coaches. That that now we can manipulate a little bit more with with the the rules being lessened than what they were prior. So we're definitely excited moving forward with these, with these new rules and the girls Academy association and just platform overall.
0: Yeah. It allows a a little bit more flexibility for coaches and players, I would assume. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Which, which is always nice to have. Um, Well, fantastic. So getting prepared for this upcoming season, you're coaching, you said U11 and U13. Yes. What are some of the things that what are some of the things that you're considering when you're going into this season? Some of the resources that you kind of uh, you that are your go to um, as you prepare for this U-11 and U-13 age group. Great. Um, so the U-13s will actually be going into the Girls Academy. So
1: they will get the full experience with the league and even some regional events and, and even participating nationally as as points will matter. So, so that that's just exciting in itself that we're competing for something bigger. And it's not just an out of state league games here and there that they're part of the full girls Academy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just putting uh, part of the culture of the older age groups as all the events that take place, when we travel, we stay in the same hotel, we try to get on the same flights, everything just as a full community aspect. Um, I know we've done Halloween events We've done um, as if, just as costume dress-ups, we'll do uh, talent shows. So the whole culture at these events is something exciting and something that I look forward to. And then I guess leading into different programs that, that I definitely would promote would be the Tudor Program, which is just a rush philosophy as any player that wants to train more that I want to get those girls exposed to all the training sessions that their bodies can allow, right? Jumping in with the boys, jumping with the older teams, even jumping in with younger teams, getting that technical ability, more sound. And then also, as I've already mentioned, the Rush Select program just being one of my favorite programs. I can't wait to nominate players to get involved with that being U13 and up. So that would be another platform that they can definitely uh, go into moving
0: forward. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's an exciting age group. And, you know, it's there starts to uh, become there, there starts to have more, they have more opportunities become available within the rush network for them, just like you said, uh, rush Slack. But then, as you mentioned, the, the girls academy, um, you know, playing for something bigger, the stakes are higher. There's a lot of life lessons that go along with that. Um, so that's a very exciting time as a player, but also as a coach to start instilling some of those values. Um, yes, no question. Out, yeah, outside of the game and as a part of the game. So that's awesome. I'm excited for you guys this upcoming season. Um, so kind of switching directions here. Um, we talked a little bit about the Rush Female Coaches Alliance um, and the evolution of females within the sport. Um, can you talk a little bit about your opinion on, on that and your experience uh, growing as a coach within soccer?
1: Yeah. Um, and as we started off, just you and I both being part of the alliance, I think is is great. And I'm honored to to take place in the program, uh, I guess, just being in a predominantly male industry that we have to just continue to strive for that value and respect and and everything that we want to accomplish can be accomplished, whether you're male or female. And I think this alliance and the network that we're creating is not only helpful for current directors or or female coaches, but also young, young female players that they see a pathway is starting to be created and, and that, wow, this is an occupation that, that I can follow through with, or I have a network of, of coaches that don't even have to be female, but that I can reach out to and and create those relationships for anything that I want to take part in as, as network is huge within life as a player, but even as an adult to, to create those important relationships moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that, um, you know, if you go through any sort of uh, coaching course, you start building your network up a bit and, and you, you kind of go through the same struggle together, so you feel a bond. And I feel that that's kind of the same with with the mentor program, with Rush select with Rush Fest, these programs and events on a national scale, and of course the Rush Female Coaches Alliance, where you start to meet other female coaches that share the same path and uh, you know sometimes the same struggle. And uh, it's just a great way to meet others and gain ideas, you know. Um, not especially now, with <laughs> as you mentioned before, you know how are, how are you dealing with tryouts in COVID? Um, how are you dealing with yeah. getting back to play? I mean, these are questions we're all asking other coaches, but it's especially helpful for uh, other female directors to reach out to each other in the network. So um, cool. it's cool to be a part of. And um, so, kind of along that same line and thread, uh, what advice do you have for? young female uh players that are looking into getting into coaching and and young coaches female coaches that are getting started
1: yeah um i guess it would just be uh stay motivated like don't stop there is momentum building within the field for for any female and so if if that's where their goals are that it that it is completely attainable and I guess it would also just be to ask questions and ask for help or that these relationships or we have programs in place to help the process be a little bit easier than, than just trying to go about it by themselves. So I guess that would be the most important. And then just young coaches or young players or anybody who wants to Succeed and, and it doesn't even have to be in the soccer industry, right? Like in, in any industry is, is just work hard and, and your value and the respect will come when you're appreciated from, from the work that you've created and the effort that you do put in.
0: Awesome. I love that. That's great advice. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I hope that we have some young players that uh, are listening to this podcast um and can take some of that advice going forward um well I would like to just add uh, a segment for you just any final words just to take a minute to share a thought or anything you else you'd like to to say to all the players and coaches that are listening wow as I feel like I've
1: (laughs) uh, said a lot of thoughts and and experiences I guess it would just be to continue to utilize others around you. So whether it's teachers or staff or, and this could go for a coach or a player that, that information and, and education never stops. And so for us to better ourselves every day, we have to put in the time and we have to put in our effort, like same as I just said previously, but we also can ask questions and we can become further educated and, and being a a director and even a coach now i understand that i can impact the youth and and what i'm imprinting is something should be something important right and and that i want them to understand that they can set lofty lofty goals and once they set in a process and i think sorry i want to express a little bit more that mm-hmm. That even though we set goals and maybe a player or a coach says, I want to do this. Well, now we have to put a process in place as well as is deadlines and steps to actually get to that. And and from that, I realized to my point that you can utilize anybody around you to succeed or get where you want to go. And overall, hopefully we're making a huge impact where these young players are are changing the world for the better.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love I love that. There's, there's responsibility on both ends of the, of your statement there. You know, your idea of imprinting reminds me of a a quote I heard once that has has made an impact. I mean, that a coach's impact is never neutral. It's either positive or negative. Um, And I think it's important to think about that, you know, as you go out and step on the field and remember that, especially with youth players, you know, when they're just in that first stage of the fundamentals and learning to love the game. But Um, as they get out of that stage into the learning to train stage um, you know your idea of asking questions being willing to learn taking the steps to take responsibility for your own growth is is hugely important and it's um, it takes both the coach and the player to make that happen Um, so I love your sentiment there Um,
1: yeah well I mean even in that you had you brought a ton of wealth to to our listeners, so I appreciate your your input as well.
0: I Appreciate it, Tony. Well, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, it's always great to catch up with an old friend, and of course, you know, such a leader in Rush. And uh, I can't wait to see what your teams, you and your teams, accomplish this upcoming year. And uh, yeah, I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks so much for joining us. Same, and thank you for
1: having me. And and I appreciate all that you do, and and I look forward to seeing you soon, hopefully.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Take care, Tony.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Wow, what a great interview with Tony Land from Colorado Rush. I loved her insight on how passion in the game is something that you can carry through on the field as a player and a coach. And it's your responsibility to be open to learn and grow to become better. As we mentioned in our conversation, a part of growing as a coach is building your network and asking questions. Our hope with this podcast is to highlight female coaches within Rush and provide an opportunity for listeners to gain ideas, but also to feel comfortable to reach out with any questions you guys have. You can reach Tony by email at aland or myself at jessnash@rushwisconsin.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Coach's Education, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.